Welcome back, wolves and sheep. We're beginning this next series on A Wolf Bites Once to Evolution. It's a book that I've written, well, manuscript, 65,000 word manuscript, 210 pages. Um, and we're going through, uh, basically, this is kind of like a run through of an audio book. So, wolves and sheep, sit back. Right now, we're just working on the introduction, and we'll be doing this by phase by phase. Thanks for listening. Yes, as we begin, like I said, we're going to start with the introduction, and where we left off yesterday was basically the formation of fish and their ability to continue in water spawn was my next question of communication with God. God had taken on a new occupation in my life, and that occupation was above a teacher. God had become my professor. God's classroom contained no walls, for it was his nature that led me to the Baltimore's inner harbor where I saw fishing, tourists, and naval ships. I witnessed how the people on board these vessels worked as a unit or one body. The main job of the captain is to navigate and guide his sailors. The Holy Bible speaks of how Jesus commanded his disciples and commanded the stormy waters to be still. Jesus is the captain of my life. I needed a captain to be my foresight of the various storms I will go through in my life. One day, while shopping in Walmart with my second ex-wife, I saw a beautiful black and orange Jack Dempsey fish that grasped my attention. I was attracted to this fish because of its ability to isolate himself from the other fish in the tank. I wanted the fish because it reminded me of myself. The fish was a loner. I brought the fish home and named him Prodigy. I named him Prodigy after a rapper from the musical group called Mob Deep. I was a big fan of the group. My fish Prodigy is also the color of my favorite hometown baseball team, the Baltimore Orioles. My ex-wife became cautious of Prodigy because he wasn't swimming as the rest of the fish in the tank. Prodigy stayed in the corner of the tank. He was antisocial the same qualities of introversion I recognized in myself. My ex-wife concluded that Prodigy was scared of uh, uh, of her numerous goldfish in the tank. She suggested I get Prodigy his own tank. I ignored her. The reason why I ignored my ex-wife is because I didn't like my wife's nature. She was selfish and materialistic. Our beautiful home was cluttered with the latest appliances and athletic equipment. My life never used, my wife never used half of the stuff she brought. Prodigy was an instrument to carrying out my initial phase of rebellion against my wife and those miserable goldfish she had surprisingly praised. I knew as Prodigy grew, he would start to desire a taste for other fish. Prodigy was like a wolf on a pasture with ample food swimming back and forth in the tank. My ex-wife wasn't worried about Prodigy's predatory nature because he was small and outnumbered. 
and I too knew that it's like, knew what what it was like to be small and outnumbered in this world of life. Prodigy began my personal pet. Prodigy became my personal pet and friend during my time of such a horrible marriage. I was trapped in a tank with a woman that I no longer wanted to be married to. My marriage lacked effective communication where one gives their opinions. My marriage only harnessed peace as long as I was compelled to go along with whatever my ex-wife said. My ex-wife wanted to take wanted to wanted to take me take me my ex-wife wanted to be a demigod so that my time and energy is comprised of seeing her and only her. I learned fish communicated by methods of sound vibrations through the water called sonar. So I placed the speaker against the glass of Prodigy's tank and Prodigy started swimming around his tank. While the other dish, excuse me, while the other fish stayed huddled in a corner of the tank and when the music paused, Prodigy became more active. It seems as if he was looking for the source of the vibrations he was feeling in his tank. I had finally discovered the communication portal with my fish and that portal was being opened by the water he swam through. Weeks later, my ex-wife informs me Prodigy will only get as big as the aquarium tank by Lao. Again, I didn't react to her closed-minded statement because the tank is just a housing. But it's the water that was bringing the nutrients and the power to, to its system of survival. I again relate because I lived in a small tank of a town where there was there were no culture, cultural activities in its media surroundings, thus I utilized the internet and social medias as my windows to a cultural pilgrimage. So this was what was happening. I had a fish, which was my, became my friend. And my friend, the, the fish... My friend, and basically, I'm going to say, like a child, uh, I started interacting with the fish. I started studying the fish uh, because I like science, and I believe in the scientific methods, all six steps. And um, I noticed that the fish was evolving through the music and the vibrations. So basically, animals can evolve from music as well. And that's a whole big, the whole big thesis or purpose of this podcast is to show how music can, music can react, can influence evolution in your mind, body, and your spirit. So as, like you said, as, 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 Prodigy, which was my fish, started uh, uh, maturing. He started 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 becoming comfortable with the sound waves that was vibrating from the speaker as I was placing it uh, 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 next to the tank. He became more happy. He became more joyous, more reactive, and more responsive. Also, became more aggressive as well. So. As we continue, we're going to continue with, like I said, uh, Prodigy. 
prodigies. Um, basically, um, let's see where I we can do. Here we go. Okay. I needed to prove my ex-wife weren't wrong. Once again, so I prayed for wisdom. Wisdom allowed me to see and feel that it is not good for a man to be alone, and I made prodigy my main focus of responsibility. The Holy Spirit directed me to go back to Walmart to purchase two filtration tank jets, water jets, for prodigy, and I obeyed. I then brought the water jets home and installed them in the tank. I observed how the current of the water changed from being steel to a whirlpool effect due to the rapids of the water jets in the tank. The Holy Spirit had provided me with wisdom because Prodigy's fins were more and more active. Prodigy's adaptation to his new environment began to evolve where he, he, where he where his growth and weight exceeded my ex-wife's negative theories. Prodigy began to get bigger, and Prodigy's evolutionary process in gaining strength and power is the same source of power God allotted to all living creatures of this earth. Prodigy taught me a new way to communicate other than words, and his responses to the water jets made me proud. And in my pursuit of a better communication quest, a change in my environment has to be mandated in order for me to be more productive in this life. Water had impacted my life and I had hungered for more of God's wisdom as a result of his spiritual properties pertaining to earth. I needed more knowledge and the experiences in order to apply these spiritual factors of water and its changing properties in my life. I started appreciating the earth because the grass I walked on the crops ensued me a prosperous life, ensured me a prosperous life. Our, our front lawn was riddled with bold, dry patches, and I needed to focus and channel my energies on things that were prosperous, and landscaping is the perfect weapon to endure such a fruitless marriage. My ex-wife said it was Kansas has has been Kansas it was it was Kansas had bad soil. She also said we would have to re remove all the soil and acquire a new soil. I found her hypothesis difficult to believe because grass was still growing in the good spots of the lawn. I was then led to the idea of digging irrigational trenches that encased the the four corners of the yard. I learned in college from a course while studying the Egyptians and Roman civilizations. I formed, I formed an outside perimeter with these ditches for the lawn so that the water would be contained in a controlled environment. I then watered the lawn daily for two weeks, about an hour a day. While watering the lawn, I noticed the, the leftover water from the lawn was starting to form a river like puddles in the ditches. And the next morning, the waters were gone. The soil was absorbing this, the remainder water as it sat in the ditch, ditches. The light yet 
dusty soil was being changed into a rich, dark, and more soil. I then went to Walmart and brought a bag of grass seed. I placed the seeds in the bald patches of the lawn. Grasses started forming in the, in the water hour, uh, areas. The grass blades were an army green and were reflecting a silver-like shimmer from the sun. Water had re- re- revived a once dead and hopeless patch of la- land into a vibrant and rich, nutrient-filled piece of land. About a week later, I came home from work. My ex-wife was in a frantic panic due to the wildlife the lawn had attracted. She said when she came home from work, there was about 300 birds on the lawn, and it took it. And I took it as 300 messages from God. Let me know a new life brings more life. The wildlife substantiated his teachings of water and his spiritual benefits and the power of planting seeds, especially in helpless people. My ex-wife blamed the grass seeds for the bird's presence and not the miracle of its revival. I investigated the lawn to discover the birds weren't eating grass seeds. They were eating the worms. The water from the soil caused worms to appear above the ground like when it rains on most rainy days. The worms made their way above ground and the soil was being topped over naturally and the grass seeds were being equally distributed to the earth. New grass seeds were were mingling with the old grass grass seeds and and gaining from the same nutrients supplied by the water. The next step was mowing and maintaining the lawn's appearance. Now that the lawn was vibrant and alive again, the grass needed other properties other than water. I, instead of instead of raking the lawn after mowing it, I then provided the lawn service with the, the cut remains of the grass, which provided food of the grass as it decomposes in the soil. The cut grass also plays a protective blanket over the lawn's played a protective blanket over the lawn surface to prevent the the hot sun from scorching the lawn. The sun caused the weather beating bald spots on the lawn. I even spotted deer eating from the lawn's buried bushes. I no longer felt alone anymore, all because of water. So, what was going on is I was in a marriage in which I still felt alone. Uh, I had incorporated other vessels of communication, and that was with my animals. Well, let's just say the fish. I started becoming more busy with outdoor and nature, um, uh, building irrigations on the outside just to be outside the house, as far as to you know, keep a distance, because I was more of a... I was becoming bored. I was becoming dissatisfied in this marriage. And I was trying to find ways before uh, the word divorce popped up in my mind. So, water had basically provided uh, a way out. Um, So, at the university, I attended, received a research grant to help improve Kansas soil. 
and crop progressions. I worked at, as a part-time job, excuse me, at a part-time job as a lab assistant to gain further knowledge of the earth. During the early 2000 millennium, Kansas was only producing two species of quality cattle, black Angus and Hereford, Hereford whites. A thorough research was done on the soil's moisture contents and its fungal, fungal properties. The findings of my research uncovered parasites were draining the grounds, nutrients of nitrogen, destroying the crops such as corn, wheat, and rice growing in the soil. Now, when I look back today, this is exactly what my ex-wife was doing to me in, in our marriage. She was draining the life out of me and every entity that made me happy. Cattle are herbivores, therefore they feed upon good pastures of soil. If I, I was learning another spiritual lesson from God, if the pasture is tainted, then so will the flock that feeds upon it. A pastor who is spiritually weak and deceitful will corrupt his members. He has been ordained to lead. I then grew interested in false shepherds. How can a pastor with a good spirit bring more harm and disappointment to an already hurtful and disappointed generation? A misleading of God's sheep is not tolerated by me. My ex-wife and I decided to enjoy a nice and quiet evening of going out to dinner. We went, we went to a full-service restaurant called The Little Apple. My ex-wife said they served the best black Angus steak. We ordered a steak, and immediately after the waitress brought them, I smelled wheat. The wheat is the food the cow grazed on. I then asked where the bee came from. The waitress stated Nebraska. I learned from my research that Nebraska is the closest place that has an abundance of water and nutrients in the soil towards livestock. Uh, a good steak is the best moment is, is the best moment I can recall of my marriage with my ex-wife. A wolf protects his master's sheep. I began to feel the spiritual nature of a wolf and his and, and his habitants. I had begun the alpha stage of my evolution. I started st- studying wolves to enhance my spiritual enlightenment. While in my cultural anthropology class, I learned from a, a film documentary that man has documented has documented two million killings of wolves in America, and there wasn't a document killing of a man by a wolf. Countless testimonies of American citizens and lost, and lost Boy Scouts paying homage to the aid of wild wolves, rescuing them by guiding them back to civilization. Some of us have said that wolves found human beings and raised them as their own. I also learned today modern domesticated dogs are wolves. What is disturbing is dogs are proclaimed as man's best friend. Why was man responsible for killing over two million wolves, dogs, and they and their friends to him? The constant terrorizing of wolves and inhabitants grew spiritual connections of my purposes to help God's people. In my further studies of wolves, I viewed a breeding documentary of five wolf pups in the leader. Four wolf pups were social and, and assertive themselves to other members of the pack, while other pup, while one pup stayed to himself. The four pups were great. The lonely. The lonely, the loner was all black. 
I admired the Black Wolf's independence because I had been a Black Wolf all my life. I was spiritually relating with the Black Wolf pup. As the Black Wolf grew in the pack, he grew more into solitude and independence from his brothers and sisters. The Black Wolf became more confrontational and challenging against his father, known as the Alpha Wolf of the pack. And I, too, can share in this experience as well. The more I watched the Black Wolf, the more I was watching myself. The Black Wolf participated in the hunting of the pack, but he ventured off from time to time. My grandmother's, in fact, a Native American, and always said I had the spirit of a wolf as a child. As a child, I did not understand that. My grandmother was prophetically reading my future. Welcome back, Wolves and Sheep. So, what was going on is I started evolving. And in evolving, I started looking at the evolution of plants, animals, water, anything other than the specimen of my marriage, my wife. Because as we, as we, as we go on to the book, and this is just the introduction, we see that I've dealt with 90% of the people I've dealt with tried to hinder my evolution. Um, let's just say, you know, me as a child, I was, I too was abused mentally, physically, and sexually. Therefore, that played a part in my evolution as well. And I have always learned to fight for my truth inside myself. I don't pay attention to people's judgments because no one can judge me unless they were there to help me. You understand? I was a screaming kid that was felt with groans and moans for someone to help me. Someone to love me. To help and love me. It was not there as a child. Therefore, that added that so I didn't become a product of my uh, uh, what are they called uh, 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 product of the people who were harming me I introverted and I worked and I read and I channeled my pain into other variants such as Again, uh, the earth, um, dogs, um, fish, even water, and especially the sun. Because for real, they've always been my family, and they have always been there for me. So... That's the thing. So back to speaking of my dog doing his introduction service or this series of a Wolf Bites Once the Evolution in the Black Wolf 1230s podcast. I try to put a little uh, creation at the end. This uh, and this this music sample is called Careless Moan. 
Caleb, of course, was my belated dog that I missed so much. And basically was basically my last pure friend I had in my life. So by honoring her, we'll hopefully bring her a peace. Just as well as my peace. Thank you for listening to Black Wolf 1230's podcast. And remember, wolves and sheep, I love you no matter what. Even to the last days, I got to love you. Take it easy and be cool.